Panoply, Panorama, Panpipe, Pansy, Aha, Pansexual, Knowing No Boundaries of Sex or Gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au. Three CR eight five five AM, three CR digital, three cr.org.au, three CR on demand, out of the pan with Sally and guests. I'll introduce in a second. First broadcasting noon till one on a Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. Three CR proudly broadcasts from the lands of the original inhabitants, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and we pay respect to elders, past, present, and emerging, and also acknowledging our queer original inhabitants, including sister girls and brother boys, for their amazing contributions to diversity and intersectionality on and around all the lands. Lots of ways to get in touch with the show. Um, to, uh, as always, you can hit the email out of the pan 855 at gmail.com. You can SMS 61456751215. You can tweet at Sal Gold said so, and it's very much a case as of last night with the croaky voice after me being at WWE Super Showdown, and that's the bottom line. And, of course, look for the Facebook post on my page, Sally Goldner, and on um, the th- Out of the Pan 3CR 855M Melbourne page. Now, today is the start of Mental Health Week, and I have two fab guests in the studio, so I will say that we will be um, give some content warnings for mentions of attempted suicide, other mental health issues. If you have any distress, please contact Switchboard 1800 184 527 or Lifeline 13114. Let me introduce very um, first brief intros to our two guests, and I'll flip a coin um, and go... Um, Andy, do you just want to um, give us a little bit of an intro and pronouns and any labels you use or don't use, etc.? Hi, my name is Andy. I'm a local community photographer. Um, I use either he, him or they, them pronouns. Yep. And Sim. Hey, it's Sim. Uh, I use he pronouns and um, what do I get up to? I'm very into yoga nidra, playing music uh, food, working in a kitchen, and yeah, family. Fair enough. Lots of things to keep you occupied, and you've both got um, some, um, you know, great stories <clears throat> in line with Mental Health Week. And I think it's really important we discuss them, and obviously for this show, the queer perspectives as well. Um, I'm going to flip a coin again. So this time, Sim, do you want to start by telling a little of your story and um, also, you know, introducing a bit of Yoga Nidra to us as well, which many people may not know about? Okay. Well, in my youth, I was a high achiever, I guess, but not in an academic way, but with establishing some projects. But deep down, personally, there was... A few things missing, like some key skills that, well, basically chronically affected my mental health mildly, 
all throughout childhood and teen years, but eventually when I burnt out from some projects, um, once they were really built up, it really showed that um, I was lacking some skills with mental health. Uh, things got quite bad for a couple years, really, but um, I got a lot of extensive help, and now it's been a couple years out of that much therapy, but I live a really great lifestyle full of um, practices that really help um, help manage the human condition because sometimes there doesn't have to be particular triggers of different mm. journeys. It's just, yeah, this human condition, we just have really lousy days sometimes. Yep. Yeah. No, look, totally true. And I think you've given a great framework that, you know, sometimes there are things we don't know that we don't know. Um, and, you know, also society is set up for the majority in lots of ways, as we know, whether it's mental health, gender identity, sexual orientation, um, physical ability and slash disability and so on. And so it's about, well, sometimes sadly, sad and unfair as it is, we have to find our own ways to get to a sense of contentment and authenticity. Yeah. Yeah. So, Andy, um, let's drill a little deeper into your story. Sure. So... <clears throat> I am um, I'm self-employed, um, which kind of happened by accident. And um, I think being self-employed, there's a lot of things that you don't realise that you need to do, and mm. your workday suddenly becomes twenty hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah. Um, I found that I was my mental health was going downhill. Yep. Um, over the last twelve to eighteen months, but it was. You, there's that false sense of, I'll get through this. Like, I just need to get through the next month. I need to get through the next week. Yeah. And you, you instead of actually focusing on yourself for a moment, you keep focusing on work or things that actually don't matter as much. And mm. then all of a sudden you burn out completely, which is what happened to me. Um, I was so busy uh, in January. I, I knew that I was on the way to a mental break, breakdown. And I actually believed that I could schedule it in. Um, I had a, a little bit of free time in February, early February, and I thought that's when I can let everything fall apart. But mental health doesn't work like that. No. Mental health is like, I need you to focus on me and I need it right now. Yep. Um, so I've, <clears throat> uh, apart from having the mental breakdown, I also, um, I got to the stage where I attempted suicide in January. Um in front of my partner. Wow. Um, that's sort of how bad it got. Uh, and I have a wonderful partner who stood by and supported me and helped me to get better. But I've also spent six weeks in hospital this year, uh, two different psychiatric uh, hospitals. And that's really helped me not only to develop the tools and techniques I need to manage my mental health, but also to look for the signs that things are starting to get a little bit out of control. Mm. Uh, and I think that's really important because when we notice these things, instead of ignoring them, they're actually warning signs that we need to actually take action. Yeah. Um, and quite often when we take action and take a couple of days for ourselves, it's a couple of days as opposed to a month when things actually really 
um, hit the ground. Yep. Now, you've got lots in, in there as well that, um, you know, I was thinking there's a line in a Don Henley song, The Heart of the Matter, where he says, the, wor- the, the work I um, keep between us, you know, it doesn't keep us warm um, in terms of relationships, but we do also live in a society that looks at work as such a measure, you know, um, pay, paid work in particular, and then we could go hierarchical, sadly, on that even more, all that sort of stuff. And so there, and there's a bit of a, we'll say, a masculine, to put it in gender terms, tendency, oh, just soldier on, toughen up, keep going, all that sort of stuff which is drilled into us all regardless of our any aspect of our gender identity or expression. So, yeah, very, very true. We've given some good intros there, I will say again. If anyone finds any of today's conversation distressing, QLife, including Switchboard, 1800 184 527 and Lifeline, 13114. But just talk to someone, check in, all that sort of thing, which we're going to talk about a lot. Let's have a, a music musical breather. We opened up today, I should say, with Flame Trees from Cold Chisel at that point, 20th Century, their fifth and final studio album. And I wanted to honour, I watched the Jimmy Barnes special um, you know, working class boy during the week. And I mean, whilst mental health wasn't the particular thing, I mean, he talked, of course, about troubles with parents and alcoholism and stuff. And I thought it was absolutely courageous and awesome. So it sort of fitted in with today's show. He really is a treasure. And now what he's trying to do in particular in terms of gender and stopping domestic violence, I think is great. He's so, um, so definitely worth a play. But um, yeah, we're going to talk not just about some of the the more challenging aspects of mental health journeys, but what you can do to cover. I suppose one thing you could do, if it's your thing, um, is do a bit of exercise. And here's a song from Huey Lewis in the News about doing that and called It's Hip to Be Square. 3CR 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and On Demand. Out of the pan with Sally and guests Sim and Andy. Hello, I am Mahsa Vahdat. Hi, I'm Marjan. And you're listening to 3CR Community Radio, 855 AM on your radio dial. Also on digital radio and streaming at 3cr.org.au. Please subscribe. Seeking Redemption with Fuddy Jr. and Mumbles on FreeCR Community Radio on Monday afternoons at 1 o'clock. Just because you've hit rock bottom and may have done a bad thing or two doesn't mean you can't turn it around. Seeking Redemption, 8.55 on your AM dial. Three CR eight five five AM three CR digital three CR dot org dot au three CR on demand out of the pan with Sally first broadcasting noon till one um, and it's now Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time summertime um, so yes we're all a bit sleepless well I am I am anyway and I'm reaching for the coffee and that was nothing to do with the did I mention the WWE Super Showdown never mind I'll, <laughs> otherwise the whole show will end up about that seriously and importantly we are talking about Mental Health Week. And I have two great guests in the studio to continue their stories of what worked, what didn't, what we can learn, how it might help other people. And, well, this time I'll go to Andy first to start us off. And, Andy, something that we were discussing in the break, you're happy for people to get in touch with you 
so that we don't have to sort of reinvent wheels all the time and, you know, people don't have to go through it. It might be a bit easier, which is a wonderful thing, you know. So tell us a bit about that. Yeah. Sure. Thanks, Sally. So I one of the things that firstly has helped me with my mental health journey has been standing up and being a voice for mental health. Mm. Um, I think there's a lot of stigma that needs to be eradicated mm -hmm. and I think giving a voice and saying that, hey, I'm just a person, um, has actually helped. But I found, I found one of the big challenges that I had and a lot of others will have is navigating the mental health system when you're looking for support. So my details will be available through the Out of the Pan and the 3CR page and mm -hmm. via Sally. Um, if anyone would like to contact me because they're not sure on how to seek assistance or... Um, if they have any concerns, particularly if you are part of the Rainbow community, yeah, um, it can be a little bit tricky navigating the system because there are those added complexities. Yeah, and I'd really love to be able to help because it is a tricky process on its own, and we're navigating it when we're kind of not in our most optimal mind frame. Mm -hmm. So anything that we can do to help and make that easier. Um, <clears throat> I'm more than happy for people to get in touch with me. All right. Well, I'll pop those both under the Facebook post for today's page and also get a link to them somehow in the podcast when that goes up. Um, I'm sort of, um, well, I'll be preparing it pretty quickly, but um, it goes up Monday. Um, and I think, I just think that's awesome because I think, you know, isolation and invisibility of things, I mean, um, you know, people are probably aware I have. I'm recognised as having the mental health situation, cyclothymia, which in simple but reasonably accurate terms, mini bipolar, and no one's heard of it. And for some reason, psychologists and psychiatrists won't, for lack of a better word, diagnose it. And people are left sort of, you know, it's, you don't, you know, not everyone has to be a label, but it's helpful to have one so you know where you're starting rather than wandering through the forest, so to speak. And so, yeah, the more we can connect, raise visibility, um, it's got to be better for mental health overall um, to have these things carefully put into the open. So um, I just wanted, before I go to Sim, I've got one more point. So you mentioned there's, of course, complexities for people in rainbow slash queer communities. Did you face any of those and how did you get around over through under them? I, I did, to be honest. Um, I found that when it came to um, seeking a psychiatrist, um, or even an institution. It's a little bit like when you're looking for like a counsellor. You've got to find someone who is a match for you, mm. that understands your life situation, but in a way that is non-judgmental um, and is non-biased. And I had a psychiatrist who, um, who questioned sort of my relationship with my partner. And one of those things was, we were, we've been together 16 years and we have an open relationship. And it was in the second session where we were talking about my um, anxiety and depression, which he automatically con concluded was due to our open relationship, oh. which had nothing to do with it. And it's one of those conversation blockers. It, all of a sudden you're like, I know you're trying, but you you just don't understand sort of my life and all of a sudden it makes it hard to have that conversations and so don't feel like you need to stick with the first person like be that psychologist 
counsellor, psychiatrist, yep. in, even like medical institution, feel free to shop around, for lack of a better word, because finding someone that you can connect with and that you feel comfortable with telling your story, that will make so much difference. Yeah. And I'd just like to give a plug to, there's a fantastic place up in North Fitzroy. It's called the Mind Equality yeah. Centre. And the Mind Equality Centre is part of Mind Australia, but it is specifically designed for the rainbow community. Yep. Yeah, I'll look, you know, they're, and of course they're right next door to the medical, physical, medi- more physical medical clinic, I'll say, that is Northside, and yep. who, do, who are just such an integral part of our inner Melbourne health. Um, and so, yeah, they, they do good stuff there. But you've hit on a really good point. If you're stressed out enough for something as it is, and then someone... Let's, I'm going to call it as I'm seeing it, you know, judges you for a part of your sense of identity and they don't, they're bringing their own stuff in or you then have to do the educating when you're in a stressed state and need the help or, you know, want the, the battery cable, as I call it. That's re- it can be very off-putting and, of course, so many, so many groups face that, trans, poly, bi, people on the autism and other neurodiversity or neuroexpression type of stuff, now um, huge stuff. So, yeah, big issues. So, yeah, there's one that we need to keep in mind. Um, Sim, over to you to resume. (laughs) Um, What was the question again? So just um, delving into a bit more of your story, pitfalls and obstacles that you you sort of had to go through, you know, in sort of wandering, you got into the forest of (laughs) mental health and then you had to somehow come out the other side. What what happened during the journey? Well, to tie it back to my um, introduction on the show today, I guess I mentioned the word skills. Yep. To be honest, um, like, I don't expect, to meet anybody who necessarily understands all the journeys um, in great detail. But what I've found, like, really supportive is that we all know we have a story and we do practices together in community Um, because there's just been quite a few really complicated um, journeys in the past and I won't lie that sometimes... Um, when all three on occasion are triggered on one day that it's difficult to get through. But I did DBT therapy in the past and I still draw on those skills two years later, which helps. But now I'm in a different place. Um, I studied yoga nidra Mm -hmm. and um, that's probably the best thing I can um, maybe say, read four paragraphs about it or two. Yep. Just to say what it is. For those that have not participated in Yoga Nidra, initially it is more easily explained with labels like guided meditation and facilitated relaxation, lying down. Mm-hmm. You have to be in a non-disruptive, safe and quiet environment. Although relaxation is a benefit, once some methods of Yoga Nidra are experienced, the wholesome, empower, empowering, blissful practice restores and resets us deeper than the physical level to a relaxed, slow brainwave state of greater consciousness where super learning and healing occurs. This practice takes around 40 minute, minutes, not including the introduction where people talk about an intention, a.k.a. sankalpa, or affirmations. Once the crafting of intention is complete, 
with the facilitator's support or if you listen to recordings. One lays down supremely comfortable on their back using a shallow blanket as a pillow and a blanket to cover up on the yoga mat, maybe a bolster to prop up the knees with arms comfortably by your side. Anything to be comfortable. And then one will try to not fall asleep while fully listening to the facilitator's voice and experientially participate in guided instructions. These instructions are a series of nurturing and simple breathwork and traditional awareness techniques, easily taking one to a state of slowed brainwaves and less thought, hence relaxing the body and allowing intention to absorb into the subconscious and reprogramming to occur in expanded consciousness. I have to admit, I feel relaxed just listening to it now, and it's nodding along as well. I, I stopped fiddling with all the control panel equipment over here and calmed down. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that it, we need to do something like that. And I think when, you know, we have busy minds or busy lives or whatever, and also, or we have stress, which, you know, we all know sadly in rainbow communities there is more of that because of what, our, what the things we face and then adding on to their intersectionalities. It, you, know, the, you know, I think it's really good that you've hit it on something that's helpful for you. And even if it's not exactly the same thing, you know, it's whatever helps, um, you know, sort of people, you know, to just have a more relaxed, content, authentic life. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, well, we'll begin to move into the final parts of each of um, Sim and Andy's journey after we have another track. Um, I suppose we all have our own rhythm, and I dug out this track from Dragon, also from the 80s, originally on the album of this name, The Body and the Beat. Good to slow it down a bit. 3CR, 855am, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and on demand, out of the pan with guests Sim and Andy. 3CR, 855am, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally, first broadcasting noon till one Sunday, and today with guests Sim and Andy as part of Mental Health Week, um, looking at obstacles to go to go through, but also you can get out the other end, and we're going to start moving towards that. Uh, first with Andy, you mentioned in the last segment the good people at the Mind Equality um, Centre in St George's Road, North Fitzroy, and I call it near the big roundabout, um, up there next to the well-known Northside Clinic near Mary Creek, etc. Um, so um, they got things onto a, a, a smoother path. They did, and I think it was... Having the ability or having the opportunity to chat to someone who's also part of our community. So, so much of what seems unusual or different to people outside of our community is just not important. And it allows you to focus on what matters and focus on what's important. Yeah. Um, And even though, like, I see um, see a female... um, psychologist uh who's i assume identifies as lesbian uh and as a gay man there's no um there's no challenge at all yeah because it is someone as i see it we are part of the rainbow community um and that's where it makes such a difference for me because it does make a safe space to talk about sexuality gender um 
for other people, it does make it a safe place to talk about drugs because drugs and mental health are often linked together, um, particularly within our community for mm-hmm. a variety of reasons. Yep. And I find when you have someone that you can open up to um, and you feel comfortable sharing your whole story, mm-hmm. as opposed to a censored, semi-complete story, mm-hmm. it does allow you to explore the underlying issues that may you may not be aware um, are important to your overall mental health, but it does make things much easier. Yeah, you don't have to explain things. You can get on with what you're really there for, all that sort of stuff. Um, you don't have to be the educator. I mean, as much as I love doing that for a living, if That's I've got a... That's a really st- good way of putting it. You yeah. don't have to be the educator. Yeah, I don't want to do it when I need the assistance and then have someone say, well, thank you for educating me and now I'm charging you $80. That sort of thing for a GP and, of course, more for a psychiatrist. Even if that's the case, so it's it's a much more relaxed thing, and I've got to say, self disclosure here, I um, identify in terms of neuroprocessing very strongly with the highly sensitive person trait, and I got put on to a highly recommended psychologist. And as you, even though they're recommended, a bit wary, first thing in the first session, she said, "I'm another HSP," and it's like, ah. To be honest, I identify with that as well. Ah, yeah. <laughs> we are everywhere. It just It's amazing how many times it comes up. It's like, why? of course you were. Why didn't we think of that before? HSperson.com. Thank you, Elaine Aaron, for leading the way with all your work in there. And then just another couple yep. of things. So if you do find that you would like to go and speak to a psychologist, um, the government does provide an initial six uh, consultations um, via your doctor with a recommendation for discounted sessions to any psychologist in Victoria. Uh, You can then seek a follow-up referral for an additional four sessions. Yep. Um, That does make it considerably uh, more um, affordable if um, money is an issue um, so that you can seek really good professional advice. Yeah, and really get it from that person you feel comfortable with, not just in attributes but style. I mean, there's different sorts of therapies. There's psychotherapy and there's cognitive behavioural therapy and that actually links me in without even thinking about it. Sim, you mentioned DVT. DVT? Uh, mm, DVT. It was just because when I was talking about yoga nidra before, before I got to that, I talked about something that was helpful when I was stabilising out of distress in the past. Yeah. like that was very chronic for a while um and it's a therapy called dbt and um two years ago i think i went to this event by the australian bpd foundation and they said that um over 40,000 or was it 50,000 victorians would benefit from doing that therapy publicly um it's it's a more there's a lot required in it, but it's very um, – you get a lot more time compared to other therapies, and um, uh, I did that in the past. But there's only 200 public spots. I didn't yeah. do it public. You have to get private health. Yeah. yeah. And just um, because we're a wacky community of acronyms, what does DBT stand for? Uh, people want to look it up. Yeah. Dialectical Behavioural Therapy. Um, and you don't have to have – or identify with conditions that the therapy was made for. Um, 
I think even for PTSD or highly sensitive people, like the skills are useful. Um, and I basically think anybody could participate in the program and just whatever they want to achieve gets taken a lot further. And I think, yeah, it was doing that that shaped my lifestyle and now I focus in on details of um, more interests. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, dialectical behavioural therapy, DBT, and having a quick hit of the search engine. There's quite a few entries that come up, including Melbourne and Australian ones, which is really good. Um, yeah, so, you know, it's sort of beginning to find a sense of peace for both of you at last or, you know, contentment, calm, that sort of thing. Um, when you got to mind, um, Andy, you, you okay to just bring, you know, talk about a few things that they helped helped work at, work through with you that have helped settle things down a bit for you after what was obviously a very, very rough stretch? Absolutely. I think one of the um, the key techniques that I have had the most success with has been mindfulness mm-hmm. uh, and l- learning to reframe issues because with depression coupled with anxiety, it's uh, it's a match made in heaven or hell, depending on which way you <laughs> want to look at it. Yeah. Um, but often the two go hand in hand together and re- learning to reframe and put... A different perspective onto issues allows you to, I don't know, let the issue pass or allow you to see things for the significance they are, whether or not they're worth the attention that your mind is giving them or telling you how bad the situation is. But it's a way of moving moving past and being able to holistically evaluate um, circumstances. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, um, just again, it's sort of so it is that sense of reframing um, in mm. lots of ways, rather than um, just gently, we'll say, questioning the question as it, as it can yeah. be. Yeah, and it's it's about learning to to moderate those negative thoughts and um, issues that are affecting you. It's not about learning to ignore and um, pretend that mental health isn't there, but it's about learning to, in certain situations living with it, but also learning how to manage it so that things never get so bad. Yeah. You pick up on the warning signs and you're able to address situations before they become unmanageable. Definitely, yeah. And so, you know, it doesn't become a flight plummeting to the earth. It's just a cockpit warning light goes off and it's like, oh, better do something, which we touched on earlier, which is important. Sim, you guys, you've been nodding along a bit. Oh, I've been nodding to that. Um, It... While you were talking, it just made me want to say I think there's different levels and ways mindfulness works into everything. And if you struggle to really get into it, often starting with the breath is a good place. Mm. But um, sometimes those really deep ones like mindfulness inside yoga nidra, you literally stop thinking. There's this kind of disidentification and you've got a longer space of no thoughts. And I think people are meant to experience that often enough because energy flows in the body. I truly believe it's healing. Yeah. 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 
Well, well, you've got a good point there that, you know, we overthink and we don't, you know, we stay, some of us can stay in our head too much. I plead guilty, Your Honour, that sort of thing. Um, I'll be off to my Sunday afternoon swim after preparing the podcast and hopefully get out of my head and get a bit into my body, that sort of thing. And I, I know as someone who is more, two things, I'm more of a cerebral person, but also as someone who's had a sense of body shame in both gendered and ability ways, I've avoided my body for a bit in a sense. So we have to look after ourselves holistically, mind, yeah. mind body and soul, as they say. And, you know, the various um, sort of the, the yoga nidra and um, the things you've talked about seem to do that. Um, Andy, just to bounce back off that, you know, mind, body and soul for you, what, you know, what has worked for you? For me, it has been about finding routine. Mm. Uh, and I think a, a lot of it came from being self-employed where you would work until four in the morning. Yes. Um, there's a lot of disruption. There's a lot of last minute trying to please people and or thinking that you need to please people. But for me, what I noticed was eating healthy or trying yep. to eat healthy. So it was about going, <clears throat> today I'm going to make sure that I have something green. And yep. that's not cake with green icing. That's, <laughs> that's like I'm going to have peas or beans or something with dinner. Yep. Um, and then it's about extending from that. It, at one stage I did... I, I called it uh, my banana challenge. Yeah. Uh, and it was, I was going to eat one banana a day for a month. Um, and that doesn't sound like a lot, but when you, food, I believe, has a large role to play in mental health. There's a yep. lot of research coming out that says that the, what we eat influences our mood. Yes. Um, I find also it is very easy to... Uh, eat two family blocks of chocolate in half an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not uh, something I should particularly be proud of. Um, but we do find that when we get down, we do like to eat sugary, fatty things that mm. make us feel good for a little while, but may have a, a longer-term negative effect. And when someone says to you, hey, you need to change your diet and you'll feel better, it's not it's not easy. It's about yes. taking little steps. Um, and the same with exercise. I found that getting back into the gym was really hard. Yeah. But going for a 10-minute a walk and then a 20-minute walk every day. Yep. And particularly now that the weather's actually not horrible and <laughs> yeah. the wind's coming straight off Antarctica, mm. um, it is nice just to get out for 20 minutes a day. Yep. And whether that's you just look at the birds and... Look, take in your surroundings or you listen to music. It's about stepping outside of what is probably the source of kind of frustration. And it's about just enjoying life. And it's about taking little steps. Yeah. It's not about going, hey, right tomorrow I'm going to eat nothing but grilled chicken and broccoli and I'm going to exercise for three hours because that won't work. Yeah. It's not maintainable. Um, it's not realistic, but saying, hey, you know what, twice a week I'm going to go and do a half-hour walk. Yep. I, I agree with that, and I'm thinking very much of the fabulous This Girl Can campaign and Michelle McNamara 
um, from Transgender Victoria's committee is a part of that. And I think it's right. It says just get in there and do something. I think there's a bit of a tendency, as you said, oh, I've got to do three hours. Just do something. Get started. Get some momentum. Don't worry about goals and times and number of laps or whatever it is. Yeah. What we also uh, get blindsided by is the Instagram culture. Yeah. Um, The problem is that we see Instagram, and I have a particular issue with Instagram because it presents a very fake version of life. We see people on Instagram that have perfect lives that will tell you, namaste, go outside, and... but. Really, they're, they're not people that have necessarily been in our situation. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very easy to judge people by what they put on social media and think, mm-hmm. oh, it's so easy, why can't I do it? Yep. Um, don't be fooled by that. Be, be mindful of the difference that you've made today compared to yesterday. Yep. When you can say, yesterday I, or today I got off the couch for 15 minutes compared to yesterday... That is a huge achievement. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know how you mentioned, um, like, a, a holistic approach to everything, yep. like including exercise and being in nature and all that? It's like, okay, well, where do I start thinking holistically? It can be overwhelming. So I think key tip is prioritising that your health is so important and um, knowing, like, how long you'll go before you say, no, this is too much sugar for a day, or how long you'll go before you say, oh, I need to exercise in a different way, like strength versus flexibility versus cardio. Like, you know, if you want to include everything that's important, that becomes a stressful thing too. So just like, I don't know. Yeah, I guess you said it, baby steps, yeah. Yeah. No, look, I... And find something that you enjoy. If you don't like going to the gym, don't go to the gym. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I find gyms very noisy as an HSP, you know, the loud music, the metal bars clanging and all that sort of thing you know, for the weights. So, uh, yeah, I'm all for a walk or a, or a swim or something. It just is far more soothing for me. And, yes, on the on the food front, I plead guilty to being the cheese pig. So <laughs> I try to sort of cut it down or try and at least do lower fat cheese or something like that that is, you know, I've as you say, baby steps. I've just gotten a referral back to the dietitian because um, it was going really well when I had so much greens on the plate. So that's been sliding off slowly for a year and a half. So need to go to this particular one that worked out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, the, the diet thing's a hard one. In particular, I had a chat with the good people from Freedom of Species about this who come up next because, of course, they're um, advocates for veganism and vegetarianism. And I was brought up in the standard sort of household of the, 50, the well, the 60s and dad brought, bless him, you know, sort of two, meat, potato, two veg. And yet the best diet theory that's resonated for me, and it's for me, is the law of natural abundance. We got vegetables, fruit, fish, poultry and then what I call big four-legged animals um, in that way in terms of abundance and ease of gathering for a reason because for the health factor and yet I admit that I'm probably you know 90% of my main evening meals have meat in them and you know there is concern for animal welfare as well but it can be a hard thing to change habits particularly if they've been ingrained in as this person is for nearly 53 years so it's about little steps you know, maybe instead of six main meals a week with meat, five or something like that. 
those sorts of things where you just feel like you are making the achievement. We'd better do a couple of messages, come back, wrap it up, and have one more track to take us out. Um, so just, um, Sim and Andy, it's just, this is just sensational. It's just so much um, good stuff. Um, and we'll just some, come back, sum it up in a second after a couple of messages, and um, be ready for Freedom of Species in about six minutes or so. Hi, this is Katie from Little Birdie and you're listening to 3CR 855 AM. We need your help to support public radio and your local music scene. World Mental Health Day 2018 is coming up on October 10th. This year, the World Health Organization's theme is Young People and Mental Health in a Changing World. Talking about what it means to grow up in today's society and how to build mental resilience to cope with pressures. To celebrate on Brainwaves, we want to hear from you. Send in your stories about what resilience and mental health means to you. Head to brainwaves.org.au to find out more and submit your story. Tune into 3CR Community Radio on Wednesday the 10th of October at 5pm to hear our special Mental Health Week edition of Brainwaves. Or listen to the podcast on the 3CR website. Brainwaves, hear the world differently. Proudly sponsored by Worldways Australia. 3CR, 855 AM, digital, 3cr.org.au and on demand, out of the pan with Sally and guest Sim and Andy, wrapping up very quickly. Um, yeah, don't forget that Brainwave special on 3CR that will first broadcast um, on 5pm Wednesday the 10th. Very, very important. Freedom of Species coming up next. Very, also things coming up. Timely um, Polly Vic comes up, so you can find out that, of course, Polly doesn't instantly, polyamory, I should say, to be respectful to Polynesian people, doesn't, um, in inverted commas, cause problems. It's never people say, um, so how does monogamy cause problems? <laughs> that sort of thing. And does that cause your mental health stress? Well, it can for polyamorous people. And the talking of mental health, timely, on Mental Health Day, um, one of the two meetings of the Trans Anxiety and Discussion Group happens in at Carlton um, in the evening and Seahorse for Trans People on the second Saturday of the month in the inner east of Melbourne. So um, just a few thoughts to wrap up in, to, um, um, from each of you. Um, you know, the messages you want to send out to our listeners um, on each, and I'll pick a um, who goes first. Sim, you go first. Okay, well, um, the main thing I probably offered in this conversation was talking about yoga nidra and I facilitate it. I've got one event a month for the rest of the year. Uh, The next one is Friday 26th October at Kundalini House. Um, The other two are two other places including Brunswick Neighbourhood House and Brunswick Baths in December. Um, So um, basically... I'm searchable through Sim Victor Music and Yoga Nidra and um, each event as it comes closer will be promoted but the next one's 26th October. It involves uh, music and Yoga Nidra and some storytelling but the other two which is at Brunswick Neighbourhood House and then the following month at Brunswick Baths those are more just the yoga nidra but we can talk about intentions which 
really sets people off in great direction because it sinks so deep in the subconscious through the practice of the meditation. So, yeah, that's Sim Victor Music and Yoga Nidra. All right. Thanks, Sim, for being here. Andy, um, I think last thoughts and words from my you. My last thoughts are I just want to let people know they're not alone. Mm. There is always someone out there that will listen. There's always someone out there that can help. Um, one thing that it might sound scary, but for me, one of the best um, things I ever did was put on Facebook that just the words, I'm not okay. Mm. Because a lot of people don't realise, particularly myself, I, I'm the community photographer. I've got to go around and be happy and take photos of everyone. And people often don't assume that there's a lot going on behind that. And when people realise um, and your friends realise that, hey, someone needs my help um, and they will, they will be able to help you however you want be that they give you space or they can offer anecdotes or personal experience. Um, and don't forget that, um, yeah, anyone who needs to can contact me via the Facebook page and the podcast and Sally. Um, more than happy to be a, a listening ear and offer any support that I can. Andy, thank you. Better wrap it up there and move over for Freedom of Species. It's been a pleasure having both of you in. Absolutely awesome, um, uplifting through the battles. But as we said, it can get out the other end. And once again, um, Q Life one eight hundred one eight four five two seven four. Our queer communities take it out today at the, at the end of this Mental Health Week show with a track from Glenn Fry from his album Soul Search and a bit of Live and Right. Sim and Andy, thanks again, and thanks, everyone, for tuning in to Out of the Pan. Catch you next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.